Before we start this episode, just want to say this is a really long one, and that's because we talked about the All-Stars 2 and 3 cast list that dropped about halfway through, maybe a little bit longer. So if you would like, you feel free to duck out at that point. We're going to get into spoilers. Just want to give you all a heads up on what to expect. The actual episode itself, uh, our recap, maybe about an hour or so. Right, Joseph? Right. Okay, great. Let's get into it then. Welcome back to another episode of the Reality Friends podcast. Here are the two guys who, if they made a team on the challenge, would be the Cubic Zirconia team. Joseph, how are you doing today? Eric, I'm doing good. I'm glad you explained to me what that was before we started the podcast. Well, I had a feeling that you might not be the most well-versed in classy diamonds or things like that, things related to that. So I just wanted to give you a little bit of a heads up. That's all. Yes, I am not a jewelry guy. I actually do not think I own any jewelry now that I think about it. Yeah, who are we kidding? I'm not either. I don't, I, but I do know that. I do know that Cubic Zirconi exists, and I know that if we were a team, that's what would be the fitting title of our team on the challenge. I do you know own a watch, Eric? What? Do you own a watch? I do. I do. But I won it in a poker tournament. Uh, I've never bought a watch Ooh. proactively. Nice. Well, that's yeah. something. Shout out to Ultimate Bet back in the day. Who remembers <laughs> Ultimate Bet? Let's talk about the challenge. Joseph, Th- dude, this was like the best episode of the season, man. I am so excited. <laughs> Were you there with me in spirit? Yes, I was there with you, and not only am I excited for this episode, I'm excited for the rest of the season. This was a very welcome uh, format change. I wasn't sure how I felt about it at first, but once I I thought about it, I was like, wow, this is like kind of classic challenge affair. This is cutthroat too. I'm liking it. I only wish they did this sooner, and I was kind of giving the show a hard time, like, oh, now this is when you change it like right when the vets start having to target each other now is when you change the format but i'm so glad they did it's a really cool format the three teams like it's playing out exactly like you'd hope where people are going after each other and the lines really aren't drawn that well at this point in time i don't think and it feels like it could go any direction so yeah like i said just you could have done this like five weeks ago that would have been cool but uh at the very least we're here now and it does feel like the season's opened up. And just watching this episode, we'll get into more of the details of it. But I feel like team dynamics on seasons really tell a lot about people's personalities that are like let they're less contrived. How so? Explain. So like uh, we'll get into it more so later, but I felt like uh, Kyle and Corey were like the perfect example of this, where you got to find out a lot about their personalities just through the like being in a team together. That is, yeah, that's a good example. Yeah, that was really yeah. interesting. They they were like not speaking the same language when they got into the deliberation. Like one guy was trying to be funny on TV, and the other guy was not having it. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, that that's why I like these team formats. You get to you get to learn about different people and how they respond in different situations when uh, working with all these personalities uh, trying to obtain one goal. Do you think they're gonna stick to this, or do you feel like they're due for another shakeup at some point? 
I, I don't know. I would think that they would stick with this at this point. I mean, there's not that many players left, especially with the kind of big finals that we've been getting lately, more and more. So I would guess that we're going to see these teams go all the way to the end. And that it's been a long time, man. We haven't had this format for a while, so I would be very into that. And I I want to go back, actually, and say I think you're so right. You know, like being in a team, like this, this change in the format – Feels like it exposes a lot about players that you don't get when you get the same old tire routine of people voting with the house and this like individual game. It was like super cool when free agents happened and that was new at the time, but now it's been done so many times over and over and over again. And we're missing some of the reasons why the show was so great. And that's uh, like a lot of things only happen when you're on teams with players. And that's a good point, too, is like the show is kind of coming back to what made it popular in the first place. Right. Which is, you know, the, back in the day was those team dynamics. Um, but getting into this episode, we see Corey coming back to the house after his elimination win. And he's kind of telling Nelson that he's out for blood at this point. And Nelson, you know, voices his concern to Corey that, you know, it's not going to do us any good if it's just you and me against the rest of the house essentially yeah that's some good math by nelson there he's <laughs> right they will need more players but they do, do they do they not have a squad like i thought there were some people that they were working with like all the rookies i guess they did just lose uh priscilla Jeremiah. as well now then, this episode yeah. um, well then this episode yeah. yeah yeah so i don't know uh I would I would love to know like exactly who's working with who, but I guess it is kind of fluid at this point. But do you have a guess I, at this point? I feel like the whole Corey had all these numbers things is a little overblown because it's like they were like, okay, you have Jeremiah, you have Priscilla, and you have Bettina, and it's like, okay, yeah, they have Jeremiah maybe, but Bettina is Corey's partner, and Priscilla is Nelson's partner, so it's like. Of course, they're going to be working with them, right? Mm. Mm, yeah. And now maybe not so much. Maybe not so much, especially if they have yeah. like a safe haven they can go to. It's like, why would you want to work with the young bucks and paint a big target on your back instead of just kind of like sliding on over to the other side? Right. Yeah. Um, I did think this was an improvement by Nelly and Corey, though. If you, if you remember, I remember Dirty 30 where it was like them against the house and they saw how well that worked out for them back then. <laughs> I've been enjoying I've been enjoying this uh, this growth that we see in Corey and Nelson, specifically <laughs> them too, because they have come out of the gate being so inexperienced in this game and games like it, and slowly but surely, it's not fast, but they've been getting better. They're not like masterminds or, or anything. I don't think anyone would accuse them of that. But they've been getting better and better at this game through their, you know, what, eight, nine, ten seasons or so that they've done by now. I, I would and argue. Yeah, yeah, I'm, go ahead. I'm sorry. I, I would just argue the two that I feel like both of them have shown flashes of, like, brilliance as well, like, on this show previously. Like, I think Nelson's move with uh, – kind of screwing Corey over and Shane in that elimination was pretty savvy. Um, Corey's obviously mm -hmm. had a pretty good social game over the past couple seasons, getting as far as he can. So I do think it, it, it's maybe overstated uh, how dumb they are. Uh, they, they bring it on themselves for sure. It's not <laughs> complete like fandom uh, pouring on them. But uh, yeah, I don't know. They have their moments as well. 
For sure. That was not to throw shade at them. I think they're they're goofballs. Uh, what I'm really trying to say is that they're they're turned into like these competent players. I'm, I'm not saying that they're uh, masterminds, that's all. But like they are, like, I think, solid players in the game, even though they do sometimes find themselves at the bottom of the numbers. Then again, who hasn't at one point? And that's what's interesting about the challenge as a show in general. Compared to other shows that we watch, you get the same people back season after season after season. And it's so weird. Like sometimes they just run the show. Like you'll get bananas, or even Wes recently has had that one great season where he just ran the show. And then other times they come in and they're like completely at the bottom and they just get thrown in there like right away. And it's like, wh what happened between those seasons? I don't know. Just different house, different makeup, and uh, the highest blades of grass get cut down. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I I do. Um, I, I think it depends on who wins the dailies at the beginning too. I think that's a huge factor. Mm. Um, in like these like games. the first HOH, right? You know. Um, so and, and just the meta game too, like what happened on the season before that and all that. I don't know. Right. It's just um, interesting. It's interesting. Stating yeah. the obvious though, I guess. I mean, that's we all know the show. What else happened before the challenge, which is the main events of this episode that you so, want to talk about? Uh, CT dissed Amber and said all she's good at is running. He Ouch. Did. Ouch. Yeah. Um, not true. Did you see those dance moves a few episodes back? Yeah, those are pretty good. And Come she's on, gotten CT. better in the confessionals. Yes, there's that as well. Let's see and what else. She's a great. Um, so we see Amanda talk to uh, her kid back home. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's funny. We love Amber. I, we love. I'm not dissing Amber. That was. A joke. I felt um, like this was a little mean. Like I think she's she's a pretty solid competitor. From what yeah, I yeah, what the heck, CT? But maybe won, I mean CT's also she, there. Like so, she won a bunch of eliminations though. Like, how can you say she's that bad? Like, she's or that she's not good at anything else. Yeah, but like the ones that she won, she was kind of like a massive favorite in them too. At the same time, maybe she's not the most athletic. Maybe that's kind of what he's saying here, because she kind of won based on like size alone. Whatever. Um... <laughs> i don't know i guess you're right like he is there so i'll take his word for it but also like maybe um i don't know so amanda amanda calls home that was sweet and uh logan doesn't <laughs> want to be friends or he only wants to be friends with big t now <laughs> which i think i have? which i think i called earlier that's really all we got. Uh, we'll give you we'll give you the credit. Yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah. He's it's it's a little bit one-sided. Can I also just say that Big C had a confessional where I'm actually not even positive that it's one-sided. I think this might be just a little manufactured because she said I really enjoyed this season because of Logan and I think I've found my soulmate. And those were the words that she said, but her eyes told me a very different story. Those were the eyes of someone who is the captive of MTV. And who was saying exactly what they told her to say in confessionals. I swear to God, if she corrects me somehow or, or if I ever find out otherwise, I will admit that I was wrong. But that sounded like a scripted confessional to me. Somebody set Big T free. <laughs> Somebody. Was that just me? Seriously, was that just me? Did you notice that too? 
<laughs> I, I did not pick up on that. I thought I thought maybe she was genuine there. Maybe maybe that was like the third take of it, and she was like, "I think I could see something in the future." And they're like, "Okay, say something else." Uh, I I think there could be a relationship there. No, we need more than that. Uh, he's my soulmate. Okay, <laughs> all right, that's cool. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I'm sure she liked uh, Logan too. I mean, you don't explain. Uh, Oedipus Rex to somebody without, you know, truly loving them. Sure. That's what did they you, say. <laughs> did you, did you, um, <laughs> did you read Oedipus Rex go- growing up? No, I did not, Joseph. Did you? Did you? <laughs> no. <laughs> we're, we are uncultured swine. Yeah, we're not the most book smart people yeah. here i guess uh, i didn't know what she was talking about though with uh with the son having an attraction to the mother that i do know about oedipus yeah um yeah, yeah freud sigmund freud type stuff here yeah. diamond dash was the yeah. daily today and it was a big <laughs> one all these yeah all these all the things not related to the challenge sigmund freud and <laughs> yeah let's let's get back on track okay yeah. diamond dash so, so TJ uh, tells them, hey, guess what? You're not partners anymore. No more partners. So it's an individual game, right, Joseph? I mean, we got a bunch of confessionals about how people are excited now. It's going to be individual. So it must be an individual game. Yeah. And can I just say again, look, not th- okay. Maybe it's just me who is really <laughs> interested in reading too much into these confessionals. But when Casey had hers... When she said, like, individual game, individual game, I was like, it's not an individual game. Uh, you, you don't believe that. Because when she says that, she, this is after the challenge. So, of course, she already knows that they're in teams at this point, right? Uh, and, and just shown through, man, just shown through. I wasn't buying it, Casey. I wasn't buying what you were selling. <laughs> they, give, they give Casey too many uh, confessionals for, like, setting up stuff. Yeah, like, have you considered CT, perhaps, or maybe Emmy? I feel like they would have done a better job in that spot, but whatever. Anyway, I, I don't know about I don't know about Emmy, but um, come on, come on. Okay, she so she, this, she would have been good. I, I actually think this challenge took place like where they did the first challenge. It looked like probably yeah. It looked like the same exact setting, like where they were running through the thing. Anyway, so they're running. <laughs> they all have to grab a sledgehammer, and then they have to choose a like a different challenge right uh to an do. assignment yeah so there's three different uh assignments and they have to choose which one they want to do i thought this was cool i like this idea yeah i do too actually it's really fun because then you get to see people make the wrong decision and really get slowed down because of it and you're like ha you idiot and when in reality like that's the one that i would have picked too or maybe that's just me talking about the fingernails one <laughs> that one looks pretty straightforward guess what apparently not apparently you need to have like uh cat claws to make a dent in that thing i watched the after show and amanda said it was horrible and it was like like it, it literally filed down her nails so there was none left and she was like basically doing it with her skin and she was like crying at the producers like what am i supposed to do <laughs> like oh my god it's even worse yeah. than it looked Jeez. yeah pretty awful by far the worst one that anyone could have picked uh so yeah and then they had the other one where i think they 
what they had to fit like this piece through like this wall that had holes yeah. in it and you had to find the right piece that fit into the right hole uh which seemed like the best one uh in actuality to it do. did it did seem like it yeah because there the was one a was... limited amount seemingly and so like once somebody got theirs it would make it easier i would think yeah maybe interesting yeah it, it, for whatever reason it seemed like uh just you, i don't know i guess you just pick it i thought it would have been harder i thought there would have been like way more things to sift through and it's like there's a limited number so if you're not when the first one's there then it starts to get a lot harder to find them but you know what i think it might have helped i think they were all putting the ones they already used aside kind of like working together in that way yeah as opposed yeah. to like throwing them back into the mix which makes sense, because like, how can you keep track of that, right? So, right. Or and that if was someone's looking at it, they could be like, "Oh, look, I think this one fits yours," or like, you know. Yeah. So that that was the fast one. The other one was like some kind of eye spy uh, type thing. And anyway, Nelson is the first one to finish, and he has a decision to make. It's what, of what course was... entirely meaningless. <laughs> what What I thought was interesting too is like in their head they're probably thinking this is a purge too. Like they don't really know what's going to happen. Right. You never know. So you better not get last or anywhere close to it. But yes, Nelson does pick the uh, Sapphire. What we, what we later find out is a Sapphire team. Um, And then is it, who comes up next? Oh, I didn't write this down at all. Oh, by the way, by the way, Nelson, uh, when he does arrive first, uh, he puts his diamond down and he goes, To the challenge gods, spies, lies, and allies. <laughs> Which is fitting because it just looked like that's what you do. Like, I actually love that he did that. And I, <laughs> I, I wish more people did. Maybe they were too shy when they got up to it. But if I ever get the opportunity in life to put a diamond, even if it is a plastic or cubic zirconia, a replica of one into some kind of slot like i you have to shout something right how can you not it's like you're in a and, video game and there, there might have been some uh, some instructions by tj that we missed too who knows that might have been something he had to do so um i wish more people would treat the challenge like it's the power rangers <laughs> the, the world would be a better place what would you yeah. yell if you put a diamond into that slot i can't believe i was first in this challenge <laughs> what <laughs> no way <laughs> i can't believe a hall brawl hasn't taken me out by now <laughs> <laughs> yes slides slides and allies <laughs> um but yeah we'll be seeing you again sometime maybe <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> one of tj's catchphrases that's what i would do i I'll think josh than that, though. i think josh comes up next actually mm. uh, uh, which, was which it sound- josh or yeah which sounds wrong but like who are you gonna say Corey? i remember that Corey had the decision to make where he could have like teamed up with nelson or picked a different team but well, that, that might have been was, after Josh. I don't I, remember. That was because I remember somebody came up to the Emerald team, and it must have been Josh because he finished that one puzzle thing pretty fast. Was it binoculars or whatever? He finished it before anyone else. Mm, um, you know, I think you're right. I think it yeah. was Josh. So, yeah. so Nelson tells Josh, "Hey, go on that team." He says that to Josh when he's walking up, and then 
Ed walks up and Nelson's like, hey, come come with me. And then Ed's like, let me think about it. I want to see who runs up. And then Corey oh, runs up. And that's when Nelson right. Nelson tells Corey, hey, choose that one. And Corey agrees. And I do think that more often than not, obviously they don't know how this is going to work out as far as the rules of the game or whatever. But more often than not, I would say that Nelson and Corey made the right decision here. This was the most interesting decision I thought of the episode. And I'm curious about that because they framed it as like a veteran move. And I get why you'd want to do it. And it seems like it because it's like the non-intuitive choice to not pick the same team as your buddy. However, what if you're voting on a team? Then you're, you're going to want to have the numbers on your team. Like you'd want to have like four people that you're buddies with and two people that you're not or something like that. Right. So I, I feel like that was a very realistic outcome that, that maybe didn't happen. But uh, I would that's what I would have been scared of. And I would have been like, I'm safety in numbers, man. I'm coming over there. I, I would think to myself like, OK, well, if the other team wins, then I'm more safe because I have someone looking out for me on that team. That That would be my logic, I guess. Yeah, you. I think you're probably right, and I think they were probably right too. Uh, and that is a big advantage, no doubt. But at the same time, like maybe the, their numbers are not doing so hot. Like, is that really that much sway? I guess so. I guess it kind of is because I mean, more a lot so of times in a six-person team, especially when they're yeah. both kind of useful assets to any team they'd be on, in in some regard. Yeah, that's true. For sure. I, I think you're right. I totally do. But I do think that it, it's hard to predict and like it, it could have gone either way. Right. It, but... it could have gone either way. And that's why I did want to say like more often than not, I do think that yeah. is what you want to do, though. Uh, just so you your powers more spread out. Yeah. If I ran up there and saw you on one of the pedestals, I would definitely pick a different one for sure. <laughs> oh, Eric. <laughs> You don't want to be on Team Ruby with me. <laughs> you would be like, Eric, you made it. I can't believe it. Oh you didn't get God. purged. I'd be like, see ya. What's see up, Devin? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so the teams are starting to form up. Um, I, th- I just thought some funny things from this. Uh, Ashley at one point says, oh, I see CT. And I'm just like, oh, let me go with CT. I don't know what it is about him. I know what it is. He's won like three times. <laughs> He's a great competitor. Like, what? Yeah, I don't know. Just like I have this weird sensation drawing me to CT. Can't put my finger on it, but yeah. it just seems like he's a good guy to have around for some reason when you're doing these challenges, I guess. I'm very sorry. CT won four times. Very sorry. Oh, that, yeah. that one got by me. Yeah. So the teams uh, are pretty interesting. We have... On the Ruby team, that's like the rookie team, basically. There's Kyle, Corey, and Big T. But then we got Logan, Priscilla, and Emmy. So not a team that I would want to be on. <laughs> that seems like the weak team to me. Sapphire is Nelson, Ed, CT, stacked trio right there. And then we got Ashley, Amanda, and Bettina. You know, uh, the the Lavender ladies, basically, on that side of the equation. So, uh, interesting team. And then lastly, on Emerald, we got Nani and KC together, of course. And then Tori rounds out the women. 
And then we got Emmanuel, who seems to have integrated himself nicely with the vets. And then Devin and Josh. And this is kind of like the big brother plus Devin plus Tori alliance right over there. And Nani. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think Which Nani's team... included in that basically with, you know, Casey yeah. at this point. Yeah, I almost forgot. Which which team do you think looks the best on paper? If you would, if you could join one of these teams and they had to let you in, which one would you pick? To me, no question, it's Sapphire. That 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 is like to me, no question, the strongest team. Uh, Nelson is a complete workhorse beast. Um, yeah, I think especially with someone like CT behind him, who can like kind of strategically tell him the right things to do in certain challenges and stuff like that, guiding him. And it certainly seems fine on his own and like a confident competitor from what we've seen. Ashley and Amanda are both obviously good, good solid competitors. And Bettina won that elimination for her and Corey. So I, I don't mm. think anyone on there is like obviously weak in any way. I was actually surprised that so many people were like, oh, Sapphire is like amazing because everyone is always talking about how Nani sucks all the time, um, which I don't think she does. Uh, but obviously, in like a in like a final or endurance thing, she's not the best. Uh, certainly not the worst anchor you could ever have. She's gotten second place before, but now we're living in a universe where everyone just just se seemingly accepted that Josh and Devin are good competitors, and I just don't know if either of them have really done enough to to have such a uh rep reputation well get used to this universe buddy because it's the one that we're living in <laughs> what do you think about that though am i crazy i feel like it was like oh, a couple seasons ago everyone's like josh sucks Devin sucks and now everyone's like oh well they're actually good now and i've never thought that devin sucked i don't i'm not saying that i think devin's a bad competitor i'm just saying like it's weird how everyone's even their peers is like view on them has changed through like one season i don't know if it's one season that has caused this change or maybe 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 it has i'm not remembering the confessionals you know what i think it is i think it's there's more and more puzzles in these dailies Devin consistently crushes these puzzles. We've seen it this season. And I think that, I mean, in this challenge too, it's not even a puzzle. And he figures out the way to win by doing, which is a super cool moment in the show. I so it. I think that he's like physically probably gotten in a little bit better shape uh, from his first season, I think. And then on top of that, he just, he just consistently does well. And eventually you kind of have to admit like, okay, I guess like he's someone that you kind of want on your team. And Josh too. Like I think Josh is, way worse in eliminations than he is as a team player in these challenges. I don't think he's that bad. And he's a really big guy too. So he's got some strength. Yeah. No, I think Josh is pretty good at the dailies from what we've seen. Uh, and I think the eliminations too are maybe slightly overstated just because he has gone against some very good competitors, Jordan, Kyle, CT, you know, none of those are bad losses, right? Um, no, no, maybe his sure. performances in them were not great. <laughs> <laughs> not great. Um, he didn't pass the eye test, though. <laughs> right. And, I'm, and I don't think Devin, I think it's really overstated how bad he has been to, according to other people. I, I don't think Devin has ever really been a bad competitor necessarily. 
but it is just yeah. funny to see that like we see Kyle in a confessional later being like I want to be on that team so bad they don't have a weakness <laughs> it's like okay I guess this is the, <laughs> the way the show is trying to sell them to me now yeah uh, also Kyle's you know he's he's friends with Devin and all that too so that might have been part of it but it, it was a little bit weird that he said that about them but that was a really funny confessional so you know I don't, I don't even care Right. So they do have this challenge that Devin figures out where essentially you have this so cool. crate uh, that is, yeah, that was great. Um, you had this crate that was like on a teeter totter type of thing, and your team had to put rocks in it until it lowered to the ground, and then you grab a thing to unlock a thing, and then would you win? Um, and uh, Devin figured out a pretty cool loophole here, which is that, yes, you could not put the rocks, uh, you, you know, you could not lower them just by putting them outside the grate and piling it on top of it. But you could do that, get it down to the ground and then put smaller rocks into it, then take the big rocks off and then let it lower on itself. I think I explained that fine i guess i think so especially considering the people listening to this probably have seen the episode i think we're good <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah it was yeah. a really cool strategy when i saw it i was like fuck i wish i thought of that and it also made me wonder could you just like sit on it too is maybe that was against the rules i'm guessing uh, if he thought of that uh you know to put the rocks on like what what if someone just sat on it like josh get up there buddy get on get on there we need to lower this down Josh so, starts crying. <laughs> oh no! Uh, I'm scared. So either I'm scared. Either way, nuance aside, a super cool strategy, and it worked, and it looked like they killed it. So Emerald Team wins. Woo! And now they have to decide. Well, they have to decide who's going in first of all, and also Joseph. This is the part I'm most excited about. We get a new format. We get a shakeup where they pick someone to go in, but then that person gets to choose whoever they want who's not on the winning team to go up against. And I love this, dude. This is so good for the game. It's like this element of unpredictability. Plus you have to manage your relationships. You can't just like, I don't know, be in a majority alliance and coast anymore. I don't think I'm, I'm so here for it. What do you think? Yeah, I do agree with that. Uh, I do think like guys like, uh, fortunately uh, for them uh, and for me kind of with Devin, uh, Josh and Devin are going to be targets now for the men's side, I feel like. Despite the fact that there's some rookies there, I think a lot of people are probably going to look to go against Josh. I think Josh is definitely going to be the number one pick for the males, no? Uh, probably, yeah. <laughs> yeah, unless would, you're big, unless you're looking to make a big move, you know what I mean. Uh, but taking out Josh kind of would be a big move as well because he does have a lot of numbers. You know who might not pick him? Devin. Actually, if Devin feels like he can only win in the final if Josh is there with him, then he might say like, "Hey, I'm going to take my chances and go against a Corey or an Elson or an Ed or whoever, maybe yeah. Manuel." Emmanuel I, could be picked too. He's a rookie. He doesn't look that strong, depending on the daily or depending on the elimination. I could see Emmanuel getting picked. Yeah, um, I, I Logan think in maybe. A, I don't know. In a physical elimination against Devin, I don't necessarily think that Emmanuel or Logan look like they have a advantage necessarily. Yeah. So, so Devin beat Wes. All things are possible. Devin beat Wes. Devin looks like he has size on both of them. So 
you know, he's yeah. been training. So these guys haven't are pretty green still too. Like they haven't been in the sand like he has. That's right. So, so I'm really interested to see who people pick yeah. in the future going out. Or if like, or if too, it's like, okay, I'm going to send in a big threat if I'm in the agency and then, you know, hopefully they pick, they can pick somebody who's not me. But then you have the thing of like, okay, well then are they going to try to take my spot if they win? So there's there's a lot to there's a lot of intrigue. Yeah, a lot of things to think about. We see the de- the deliberation happens, and you know people talk. They go back and forth a little bit, but there's really not a lot of intrigue here. It's Priscilla. Yeah. Devin wants people to fight. Uh, we did have that. Uh, what I thought was a great moment with uh, Kyle and Corey, uh, with like Kyle not wearing the team color, and Corey being like, "This see, these are like the little things that we have to do." And I guess what what was your take on this situation? <laughs> I can see both of their perspectives because I think Kyle's first priority is to make good TV above all else <laughs> and he thought this would be funny and it you know it kind of was but as far as being a team player that was not the right move to do like it's actually not not a good thing to do like if you have a team and you all agree to do something to wear a certain color or do something it might seem like a trivial thing but when you're on a team like that kind of thing can really matter for building team morale for ha- having people all feel like they can trust and work with each other so to have him like not even be able to do that if if say they all talked and agreed to it beforehand, it's like come on man like what you couldn't even just do this one little thing like uh, I I get Corey's side just as well. You know I'm glad uh, to hear your take because that's pretty much what I wanted to say, uh, which is that like yeah I understand both their perspectives here and I feel like when I read about what people had to say about it on Reddit and stuff like that everyone was very like against Kyle which I get, but to me, it just read as a situation where it's like, these two people are just very different from one another. Where like, Kyle's just never gonna take something like that seriously. You know what I mean? Like, just not in his personality. He's not a hoo-hoo-rah-rah type of guy. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, um, not at and, all. And, and Corey, you know, he is like into sports, you know what I mean? And like into guys like Kobe Bryant and stuff like that from what I've seen on his Instagram and stuff. So like that is like totally in that mentality where it's like, you know, we're a team. Like you have to do these little things because they add up to a whole. And we had that scene of Corey talking in the club and he's giving like a God's honest effort in the club to like get them to all communicate together to like make them a good team and we see him like doing an earnest and what i would say was a pretty good job at like trying to get everyone on the same page and then you kind of have kyle coming in and just shitting on it i get where he was coming from too for sure yeah so impressed by Corey here you could be a good leader for this team maybe as soon as kyle is gone (laughs) (laughs) well yeah a little bit more control um, I thought that like nobody in this deliberation, by the way, gave like a good pitch. I just wanted to mention that real quick. Uh, Big T gave yeah, an yeah. awful Put pitch, like a straight like like hers was just like, uh, well, I I know I have to go in at some point to prove myself, but I don't want to this time, and I just don't want to go in. Like she just like gave no like actual 
facts or like rationale or like anything. Hey guys, change the vote, change the vote. Big T doesn't want to go in. Everyone change it. Change the vote. <laughs> uh, fortunately for her, she was not on the chopping block. Uh, no. It was going to be Priscilla because I think honestly, I I wonder if it was because like the girls just didn't know what the rules were going to be. Yeah, she seems like a safe pick. She did make herself stand out, even though she really had no other choice than to break up the vet vet team uh, a little bit back. So, you know, she's a rookie. They don't know what exactly is going to happen down there. It just feels like a safe pick was made and kind of makes sense. And then we get to see exactly what happens. And not only do you get to pick your opponent, but you also get to infiltrate any team. So the infiltration is still there. So that is probably going to change how people make decisions going forward. And who to vote ask, in. Let me ask you something. Okay. Do you think if Priscilla would have picked a, another vet vet team, what wasn't Ashley, and then she didn't make like kind of a spectacle of her move, do you feel like she could have gotten away with it a little bit more? I guess it's possible. I don't know. I think just the mere act of picking the vet vet team is is the big deal. Mm -hmm. And if you're going to do that, you might as well make a big deal out of it so people remember you. And guess what? I remember her a lot more than most of the other rookies, uh, Emmy notwithstanding. So that is true. I think if you can't win the real game, win the real casting game. Yeah. That's right. Exactly. And she did it the right way. Not by starting a beef with Amber, which was every other rookie's approach. <laughs> and, and that just doesn't make you stand out. I can't keep track of how many beefs with Amber people have. Right. Like, it's like it, it can only be one of you. Like, we're only going to bring back one of you who has beef with Amber. Like, not everybody can have that be their storyline. Because, you know, anyway. So. Yeah. Um, exactly. Your, your girl, Emmy, reads this uh, chicken scratch. And she recites this speech and CT says, how can you not like Emmy? I don't know, Joseph. You, you tell us. <laughs> this, I, this made me not like Emmy. This made me go down on Emmy this week. So I'm, I'm down. I'm down on Emmy. Like what? Like, didn't she throw wow. Michaela under the bus earlier in the season? And now she's talking about how I don't do the dirty play. I am so loyal. She like, she like lied to Berna. Like, I totally agree with her logic of taking CT or whatever, but she did lie to her. Like, like she's just I, like trying to make herself seem like this whole high and mighty, like holier than thou. And I'm not buying it, Eric. Yeah, I'm just kidding. It was a pretty dumb speech. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense at all. Yeah, you bring up some good points. She totally threw Michaela under the bus, although I think some behind the scenes on that was that Emmy was the target and she like really needed to shake up the house in order to not go in. Which is that fine, but came that across. is... Isn't that dirty play, kind of, though? Like, throwing someone under the bus like to save yourself? I'm not no, holding Joseph, that against she, her, but... She nobly brought information to her team members. She was like a recon, you know, artist. Uh, spy sounds a little too negative. She did recon. She did some recon. 
Yeah, whatever. Mm-hmm. That's important in war. She's full of it, and I I'm tired of that. It was silly. Trying to make her seem like something she's not. Yeah, you know, it did feel a little over the top. I I will I will give you that. Yeah. Emmy, uh, you know, just be more yourself. You know, we you're you're so fun and so so charming, and you can be a little devious. Like you don't you don't need to act like you're. I mean, I want to like player. you. I want to like you because I know that I mean, he's trying so you're hard to be on like five more seasons of this damn show. I already, I can already see into the future. So <laughs> I have to get used to it. Uh, blip in the radar. You know, she's going to be back in your good graces next time when she performs her next big hit at the club. Okay. Enough about Emmy though. What did you think about this elimination? um the elimination was it was kind of boring honestly the way it played out i didn't think the challenge itself was bad though i thought the elimination itself was fine i mean it was kind of a runaway so that is not the elimination's fault itself right but it wasn't the most exciting elimination anyway you know it's kind of just like a race to dig up some tires but it is cool that it's like a feat of endurance and willpower so a pretty average elimination didn't play out in an exciting way at all. The, the one interesting part that I want to note, though, is that the entire crowd was helping Ashley win at one point by chanting the combination back at her. I thought that was kind of interesting and like, like it shouldn't be allowed, if you ask me. That's like that feels kind of dumb. Yeah, um, that does seem really unfair and like it kind of defeats the purpose of uh, even having a memory portion. It just benefits whoever's in the majority alliance at the time, which like I guess this is just the show and it's far from you know a unique thing. I think that they're kind of given free reign in these eliminations. So I guess that would kind of go against how these have always been. But it just I don't know, just in this particular one, it felt like that defeats the purpose a, a little bit too much for me. I don't know. Yeah. Is it just me? No, I agree. I I think it made it too uh, easy on Ashley. She would have won anyway, but yeah, it just made it too easy. I guess I just want to see them actually have to remember this thing. That's all. I, yeah. I want to see them actually do the the point of the elimination. Yeah. Although need, if this was her strategy. To to that. Yeah. Uh, I just think it would play out more interestingly. You know, it was like, okay, all right. She, she, she definitely wins. If there was any doubt, there's no doubt anymore. Yeah, if, uh, hard to if mess Priscilla's that up. if Priscilla's uh, feet didn't you know already solidify it, um, we'll chant the memorization part for Ashley. <laughs> yeah, we can talk about that too. If you wanted to really break this game, you could like pick your eight closest allies or whatever and put them in a line and be like, "You green, you yellow, you this or whatever," and yeah. just have them each memorize one thing, and you could really break this game wide open if you wanted to um yeah i mean that might take more time uh <laughs> maybe, maybe maybe i mean if you're only memorizing eight things that's like a phone number almost maybe maybe it's not necessary i'm just saying this could get taken even further yeah um yeah i mean what's stopping them at this point you know um why don't they just yeah. have someone go in there and do the elimination for ashley at that point god damn yeah it. come on come on come guys, on, guys. Um, MTV. but yeah priscilla had an awful strategy um I, I if there was like 20 tires then maybe uh but even then i would say don't do that um 
but like yeah. like it just wasn't like like i think she was trying to conserve her energy would be my guess but i don't know just bad i will say one good thing about that strategy of using her feet yes. it was better than using your elbows it's better than using your head <laughs> yeah yeah that too she yeah. didn't find the worst body part <laughs> to use. Yeah. So that, was, that. Was, that was definitely the second best. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah, why'd you do that? Ashley's was so much better. If you're going to dig, like, I, your legs are stronger than your arms. Is that what she was going for? But, like, come on. Like, that, that just looked like it was a lot of effort for very little. Unless reward. you have hands on your legs. <laughs> Like you don't have feet, but you have hands instead of feet on oh. your legs. Oh, I didn't notice. Did she have hands on the <laughs> ends of her legs or was it feet? <laughs> I have to go back and watch. I have to go okay. back and see. So Okay, I wasn't uh, sure, but if it was feet, if, then yeah. If that somebody was a can mistake. let us know in the comments, leave us a review, a five star review. Um and so so that's the worst sales pitch i've ever heard actually actually wins using her hands on her arms and she's like oh my god i haven't won an elimination in so long and poor me i've won this show twice and people don't want me to win again oh i feel bad for me well tell us how you I'm really doing, feel i'm doing this for uh, i like ashley but it's a little much. It's a little much. <laughs> I, and she's, I don't and, think so. I don't think so. Like she's complaining about what? That she that people are talking. Like, of course people are targeting you. First of all, Ashley was a fantastic sport, I would like to say. When she got called in by Priscilla, it was, yeah, she was. possibly the... Yeah, it was so just wholesome, really. Uh, the whole on both sides. And She secondly, probably knew it was coming to a certain extent, though possibly a time to prepare yeah she, i think she does a little bit better when she knows these things are coming when she's caught off guard uh not not as well put together maybe sometimes like like who would be though in in that situation but yeah. what i want to say was just that she really has had a rough go of it lately i think it's easy to look at it, these players on the screen and think of them as characters and you know like if you get taken out early in a game it's like oh like you won like whatever but this has actually happened to ashley a few times lately She's lost a few eliminations. She's been targeted super early, seemingly randomly by people like she thought she were that they were, she thought were her friends. <laughs> there we go. Uh, I think that that kind of just like added up and took a toll on her, and I don't I don't blame her for that. So I thought that she was within her rights. Didn't feel like complaining to me. It just felt like she was saying, finally, like this this weight's off my shoulder. It's a little much. Um, and she also tries to make it seem like she. Like, this is like a Nelson and Corey thing of her, like, sacrificing herself for Amanda. It's like, Priscilla chose who went in. Yeah, maybe there's some behind the scenes on that. Joseph, I believe you watched the post-show thing, whatever the hell it's called. The uh, after Did they get show, into that at the all? The aftermath. Aftermath. There we go. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, maybe it wasn't in that, but maybe there's uh, it, some explanation so for that because I, do, I don't I get do. that either. I do. So that was actually somehow a very good segue, despite the fact that you did not know what I'm about to tell you. So that's kind of weird and eerie. Um, but Amanda I'm did talk about just super smart. 
on the uh, on the after show about how um Priscilla sorry I had to think for a sec about how Priscilla uh told her before the elimination that if shut up if she were to get the pick who she went up against in the elimination that she was not going to pick Amanda because her mom is a single mom and Amanda's a single mom and she didn't want to pick Amanda for that reason. Oh, that's nice. That's cool. I like when real moments like this like creep into the decision making. I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's, that's that's I, cool. Good for her. I kind of get why they didn't put it on the show because maybe it would run suspense, but I do wish we could have maybe seen that. Uh, it seems like a nice moment there um can i just add on to that before you move on and say that in general i wish that the show didn't value suspense so highly like they they give us maybe three to four cliffhangers and you can't see me but i'm doing air quotes right now because like who cares about these things like it's it's not that big a deal i feel like maybe not necessarily that moment but like sometimes i wish we got more of the full picture of why things happen or some interesting moments also then like that yeah also too it's like it wouldn't have even ruined the moment because like we didn't even know that priscilla was gonna get to pick who she went up against right like like priscilla was saying it in a theoretical sense of like uh okay if we get to choose then i won't pick you type of thing so i feel like they still could have shown it and it would have been a nice moment and especially too it would have been better having that than to have some like i don't know just like confessional of her like and talking about it in a more contrived way i don't know yeah i agree and maybe this is the connection maybe ashley casually dropped the fact that amanda had a kid or that she was single that she was a mom maybe she did that a few times leading up to the illumination you know, really playing some 4D chess oh. to get herself sent in. And that's what she was referring to. Yeah. So you're doing, you're doing some fan fiction now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, you might be right, though. She might have been doing something like that. But we did not. We do not have any evidence of this. Um, also, about the after show, I just want to say, uh, if you guys don't watch the after show um or the aftermath that Devin does don't bother because we're gonna recap it for you no no but this week it was actually really funny i would say if you don't want to watch the whole thing that's fine but watch at least the last like five or six minutes they play a game and uh it's Corey, Devin, tori and nani there i think i can't remember but uh it's pretty funny it's pretty funny okay i'm not gonna do it but thanks anyway whatever anyway so if any of you guys want to watch it Devin's doing a great job over there at the aftermath just wanted to say that eric you're a hater no i think Devin's great in all seriousness <laughs> we love Devin. um so um yeah now ashley has the decision of what team she wants to join and tj informs her that she can also pick somebody from the agency right and she's like first of all fuck the ruby team definitely not joining them (laughs) cross them off the list if you watch the clip back to you you can see tj laugh in the moment (laughs) as he should that was funny uh it's an interesting decision 
So she obviously has Amanda, her BFF, on the Sapphire team, right? So there's that. But the Emerald team, like, I don't know. They look pretty good. They look pretty smart and well put together. That could be a way to join the numbers. What do you think? Should she have joined the Emerald team? Probably not. No, I think you stick with... I think she has a good team already, right? Yeah, yeah. If, if she was on the Ruby team, if I was on Ruby and I lost, I'd be like, get me the hell out of here. Simply because you can increase your chances of winning and being safe by joining one of the other two teams. It almost feels like there's a one in two chance to win if you're on Sapphire or Emerald and not so much on Ruby. Yeah, you have a slim chance if you're on Ruby with the way. But who knows? Like they're like I don't think anyone on there's that bad. It's really just like a morale thing, I feel like. It's a morale. I think it's team chemistry and and yeah, I'm, this isn't to say anyone's that bad. It just I don't think anyone there is like a superstar at all. And right. the other teams, you get you got some superstars there and or some great team chem or uh, you I get would, some like puzzle masters. I would definitely say the Emerald team probably has like the strongest women across the board yeah for sure and, and then there's, Sapphire there's has that. like the strongest men and the ruby team unless i don't i'm mistaken i don't think anyone there is super good at puzzles i don't am i wrong oh, is there no. anyone there? yeah i don't think so actually like i don't so, think we've ever seen big t be good at puzzles emmy said she didn't like puzzles yep. logan's probably the best i would imagine yeah, it's probably Logan or Kyle. And Kyle's admitted to not gone. being good at them either, though. Yeah, I didn't think he was that good at them either. So, all right, Logan, it's all up to you. Yeah, so. <laughs> they have a puzzle. Yeah. And we've seen how many damn puzzles there are on this season. And not only just puzzles, right. too, but just games like we even saw today where, like, Devin figured it out because he's just, like, a smart dude. Yeah. Yeah, that's a factor for sure on some of these things, so. But we'll see. We'll see. Uh, I'm ready to be proven wrong. Watch. Ruby's going to win the next one now. It's going to be a big moment. And, you know, I don't know. Black is white. Up is down. Did you get a chance to watch the mid-season trailer? No. But for some reason, that reminded me that Ruby, Sapphire, and Emerald that oh is God, the go. third generation of Pokemon right <laughs> I there. I knew you couldn't help yourself. I'm surprised that I did not mention it earlier. This is giving me flashbacks to like a, sixth for grade. A minute. Yeah, well, you shouldn't have been. You yeah. shouldn't have been. All right, tell me about the trailer. <laughs> um, I, I won't say too much about it since you haven't seen it. Uh, but, and, you know, who, you know, don't want to predict too far into the future with some of this stuff. But I did <laughs> MTV like this spoils their own shows with the trailers so hard. <laughs> yeah, that is yes. known. So maybe yeah. duck out now and drop I'm, us I'm gonna, a five I'm, star review. Right. On I am your way. only going to say one thing though, uh, and it's it's just one scene at the end. Uh, Honestly, just a, drop off anyway. But go ahead. Yeah, yeah, just leave us alone. Um, or I'm sorry, I'm just kidding. Anyway, so. Corey and Nelson are sitting down at a table and they're eating and and it's a really cool shot because like they're framed completely in the middle and they're outside and it's like sunset and Nelson says nobody remembers elimination wins they only remember championships and I thought that was a cool quote 
Mic drop. <laughs> Mic drop. And it was not like it did not sound like canned Nelly. It was very. It, it seemed very natural. Yeah, what's in him going in the confessional booth, being like, nobody remembers elimination wins. <laughs> they remember championships, championships people. We need to work. We <laughs> so, yeah. both need to work on our Nelson impressions for the next podcast. Yeah, I don't want to do. I, I can't do an impression of anybody. It's more of like a general. Uh, producer told me to say this impression. That's what I want you to take out away from that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I did, th- and it was kind of like a. Uh, did I someone posted like a thread where they were like, "What is Nelson talking about?" Like I remember so many eliminations. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say actually, yeah, like those are so but, memorable sometimes. But I agree with what Nelson was saying. I agree with the principle of what he was saying. I actually think I remember elimination wins better than championships a lot of the time. Like when I think of the show's biggest moments, I think of eliminations, not not championship winning moments. You know what I okay. mean? Okay, but I think okay, but let's say that Nelson never wins the challenge, right? Let's say he 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 goes on, he does a couple more seasons, never wins. He's going to have to remember your elimination wins. People are all, no, they're what they're always going to say. They'll be like, oh, he was really good at eliminations, but he never won. That's what, that's what they're okay. always, that's what they're always going to say. So I do agree with what he was saying here. No, of course. Yeah, of course. This is true for all sports. It's really like, like, keep your eye on the prize. Like there's one thing that actually matters and that's winning the championship at the end. I think the way you said it is kind of funny because eliminations are super memorable. Like uh, <laughs> that, that person that you mentioned said, but I, yeah, I get it. I get it. It's, it's all about winning. Yeah. The no, championship, the, not eliminations. No, nobody's going to remember Nelson's elimination record, but they'll remember how many challenge wins he ends up with. Nobody except us huge nerds. So maybe that's I don't, I don't even Nelson. I don't even know Nelson's elimination record. So uh, it's okay, probably, let's guess. I know I know it's very high. Oh yeah, let's guess. I'm gonna, um, I'm gonna say nine and two. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say something pretty similar, probably. So uh, I'm gonna say eleven and three. Okay, we were we were kind of close. We were all over it. I quick search tells me it's nine wins in your face. However, four losses and a draw. <laughs> Never would have got the draw. <laughs> so oh, he dead. did have the uh, elimination with Darrell, the mercenary elimination where they mm. tied. Yeah. What was the results of that, by the way? Did he get to stay because he tied? Yeah, he got to stay. That would have been pretty messed and up. Darrell you know, got like... to en- and Darrell got to enter the game. Wow. I see some room for I, some deal making in the that future. Did, that did not happen. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so that, we're going to chalk that up to I didn't watch that season. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Pretty sure I, I, wa- I, I, I wanted to see if I could trick you there. And I, yeah. So, yeah. But Darrell was not on that season. <sighs> you got me. You yeah. got me. That was, I'm, yeah, I'm, so, that I'm sorry. I'm sorry, buddy. Uh, but yes. If I'm you very say ex- anything on this podcast, by the way, about challenge history, like I will just, inst- I will immediately believe it. You could really <laughs> trick me every single episode if you wanted to, because I know my place and it's not as the historian. That's your job. So <laughs> I would like to do like the, like, where's Waldo type of thing where like every week I do that and like the listeners have to find it <laughs> like oh, if they God, I don't if, like this. and if they get it right i'll send them a t-shirt 
Just kidding. We don't Ooh. have t-shirts, and I'm not sending you guys anything for free. <laughs> this is why you're an alien, <laughs> Joseph. <laughs> we're just kidding, guys. We love you guys. We love you guys for listening. Uh, we're going to talk about some stuff here real quick. Actually, Eric, did you have anything left to say about the episode? I think we're done, right? No, I'm done. I'm done. Yeah. Let's talk about All-Stars casting fact and rumors i believe i don't know if it's all fact but let's talk about it we so have if you some don't facts want to know we have some facts we have some rumors and yes if you don't want to know we always have fiction yes yes fiction that comes from me and eric's own minds obviously but if you guys mm-hmm. don't want to know any of that stuff then just you know don't listen to us but tune in for the next podcast okay you've been warned all right joseph we have actually two seasons worth of casts that just got dropped so yes. we would we would be negligent in omitting them from this podcast yeah which one should we talk about first two or three i feel like we should definitely talk about two since two <laughs> yeah obviously obviously yes. two okay what's, what's the season two cast? <laughs> is there any chance it would have gone the other way anyway let's talk about two <laughs> uh let's talk about some of the the headlines, Eric. Let's let's talk about some of the headline people coming back. Leah Gillingwater, headliner, like from <laughs> Real World Paris. Uh, you know, she was great <laughs> on that season. I remember that was one of the most boring seasons of the Real World. I must say, Paris was. Yeah, Paris was. Even Paris though that was, was not a great season. That was CT's he, first season. Yeah, even though CT was on it, that wasn't he, that great. He was he okay. was really the only intrigue. Mm, but he okay, but he was still like the the standout. Yes. Okay. Cool. Um, okay, but actually, who are the actual headliners? Yes. Tell me. Thanks uh, for that. Uh, Tina Florida, <laughs> which is one that I think is crazy. Uh, Yes. We haven't seen her since punching Beth on the duel, Eric. That's wild that that was her last appearance. Maybe, why do you think that was? Did she just not want to go back on? Did they not ask her back? I mean, obviously, they let CT back on after he did a lot worse. So it's uh, it's not because she punched Beth. It can't That can't be the sole reason why she didn't come back afterwards. And punch is like really a generous term to describe what she attempted to do in that situation. Do you know why she hasn't been back since then? I feel like it must be like a personal thing. Cause like you said, I feel like there wouldn't have been anything for stopping her. She did return as a mercenary on cutthroat. Uh, that, that was a thing. So she was obviously still talking to production. Um, yeah, I don't know why it never, you know, why she was never oh. on anything. I don't know. No, I was just curious. Okay. Who else? Who else you got? Um, so Tyler Duckworth, I think that's a big one. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Was Rivals his last season too, I want to say? Yeah, Rivals was his last season. He was, he was fresh off of two wins and then he never came back. I think he was an alternate or an alternate for, uh, (laughs) I hate you, uh, for free agents (laughs) didn't laugh at me. Uh, and, uh, that never, uh, transpired into anything, obviously, so it is cool to see him back. He was a very strong competitor near the end of his career. Uh, you know, I think 
sometimes he was like a fun, a nice guy, good character. Other times he seems kind of hypocritical. Uh, what do we think about Tyler coming back? Yeah, I think you summed it up pretty well. Look, he's, he's a big character. Um, didn't really stand out that much to me as someone like I'm, I'm needed to see back, but I don't know what it is. Just seeing his name again, it's, it's like cool. Maybe it's because that's like the era of the show that I am familiar with. As like the old school season, I didn't go too far back, but I did watch a lot of his seasons. I probably all of his seasons around that time frame. Yeah. So it's just weird seeing that like blast from the past come back. And I think is a great casting choice. Excited to have him on the season. Yep, and he's gonna be back with his uh, real world Key West uh, castmate Janelle. Janelle is back on the show. It's uh, been a while since she's been on. I think her last appearance was the Gauntlet 3, and she actually won Inferno 3. She was on the bad guys team, or the badasses, I don't remember. Okay, cool. Yeah, excited for her. Definitely <laughs> know who that, who that is. is. Yep. Yeah. Um, so we have some- Jody's back. Jody Weatherton, the champion of the duel. This to me was a big grab. Yeah. Um, I'm looking at a list right now that says Jody Weatherton, two seasons, three wins. Can you explain that to me? <laughs> I, I also see that. Um, you know, she's that good, Eric. That is a typo, right? <laughs> There's not anything I'm missing. <laughs> No, don't you you don't remember the season where they won twice? No, I don't know. Sorry. Is it um, two is it two seasons, two wins though, for real? Like is that or is it three and three? You know, way, I think she's, I she's think she might have won her season of road rules, but I don't know if you could or was that the season you could win? Never mind. I'm wrong. Uh she won <laughs> yeah, she was on three seasons, one, two. That's the correct. That's what okay, so they switched it. Got it. Okay, still very cool, especially the dual individual season. That's like probably the most impressive type of season to win. So that is cool having her back. She and beat out she, all the other girls, Fetlana, DM, you know, Paul was on that season, Tina. So, yep, she wiped them all out. Uh, and yeah, Who she hasn't been back since. So, uh, Casey Cooper. Oh, yes. Casey's back. I love her stat line. It's so funny. I was like looking into a more detailed description of these players and her elimination records like five and three, I think. And it's just it's very misleading. That's all I'll say about her elimination record. I, I feel like she also probably has like one of those crazy records where it's like it's like female with the most eliminations in a row or something yes. like that. Like yes. Well, most in a row, most in one season, I believe. Maybe not most in a row, actually. That's probably like Laurel. But yeah. most in one season, I think she does have the record for. It's funny when you go back and watch the Duel 2 and watch her eliminations with Wes because there was two different times in her eliminations with Wes where the other team lost simply because the other team forgot their flag. <laughs> it was... <laughs> Their their elimination streak was one of the funniest <laughs> moments to me in the challenge for so many reasons. Gonna, let me just take a little detour and describe this again. Just this, this is for myself. I'm just doing this to amuse myself. So yes. first of all, the most obvious, they're carrying like half as much weight in their backpack for like no goddamn reason. 
just the most unfair eliminations ever because they decided <laughs> that they were carrying the weight of like whatever stuff they brought with them to the challenge. And then secondly, like you said, there are some puzzles that they do along the way. Some teams like make bad decisions. And then some teams just like forget their flag. Like just the, the, the most obvious thing, the thing that you need to do, they make these like catastrophic mistakes. And then the best part of it all is that these eliminations are done in private. So all everyone else sees is Wes and Casey coming back time after time after time again. And they look like the most dominant, like unbeatable force ever. And it's just such bullshit. It's such bullshit, man. Oh, I love that season. Yes. By the way, Casey deserves the record simply for putting up with Wes throughout that process. I totally forgot that Casey was on the duel, by the way. No, I didn't remember that either. Who else we got? <laughs> yeah, anyway. I just looked that up. <laughs> um, so uh, some, some people that I really am enjoying to see on this cast list, uh, Kahada. Yeah, I knew you were going to bring him up. Kahada, dude, I'm so excited. Him and Ryan, I believe, were both alternates of the first season, so it's cool to see that they made the cut this time. Casey, too, I think, actually. Yes. I don't yeah. know if anyone else is on that list. Sophia, but, uh, too, was also an alternate. Ah, uh, Yeah, I'm not as familiar with, with her, but Kahada, man, Kahada Grindstaff, what a name by the way. Yes. And what a competitor. Uh, we saw Kahada last on Battle of the Bloodlines where he was out too early in an elimination against Thomas Buell. I think his highest finish was in Free Agents where he got sixth place, uh, for which on an individual season with a pretty stacked men's cast. And I, and I remember he got eliminated because they were scared of him in a, in a final setting, uh, which... I feel like was justified. I feel like he would have done well in the final had he ever gotten to one. Uh, I think his most impressive thing he ever did, though, was his run on the ruins mm. where he beats Wes in the elimination, followed by Cyrus. Yeah, one of those elimination wins was super impressive for sure. So that was <laughs> a, that was a cool season for him. Uh, yes. It famously ended Wes's winning streak in eliminations. Wes seemed unbeatable until Kahada slayed Goliath in that one. Yeah. And, uh, another funny one involving Wes. Wes just is uh, just can't believe what's happening. He's like, what is happening? What is that, that was great. <laughs> like, <laughs> what is losing? Yeah. Um, and, and then he loses against another cast member who is cast, which is uh, Darrell. Uh, so we're seeing Darrell back. Some other people we're seeing mm -hmm. back from the first season, Latarian and Kendall and uh, Nehemiah, Nehemiah too. So what do we think about them recasting some people from the past season? John A as well. Yeah, I think these people really brought a lot in terms of entertainment and competitiveness. So it seemed like no brainers to me. It's nice to have like some consistency from the first season to the second. But like, I like that there's a lot of new faces coming in too. Because we'd really like to see a lot of people back again. And I, I think I would also like to... I mean, Tech is coming back again. Uh, yes, so like really Tech money. All the bigger characters. Yeah. So excited to see Tech back. He was great, man. He was so funny. Yes. I don't know if he'll like stay any longer than he did last time. Hopefully, he's like more like socially in there so he can he can last a little while. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I'm really happy to see Tech, even if it... it even, no matter how long it is... Uh, I guess uh, M MJ, is that a notable guy for you? <laughs> uh, actually, I, re I do remember him a lot more than some other players, but uh, I think we're missing some of the bigger names, actually. 
Jasmine is on this season. Oh, for yes, one. Jasmine. Yeah, I uh, just want to make sure that we don't move ahead before talking about Jasmine coming back. Uh, she is freaking hilarious on these shows, so I'm yes. really excited to see her again. If you guys aren't familiar, me and Eric recently did a retrospective on Rivals, and we talked about how much we really enjoyed the John A. and Jasmine dynamic. So to have them both back on this season together, yeah. uh, it's, it's cool to see. And Derek... Uh, Chavez, who was on their original season of Reroll Cancun, is going to be on it too. So cool, that's cool. you know a reunion from the, from that season for those guys. And I, I'm assuming you're saving this name for the end, you know, saving the best for last, because there's one big name that we haven't mentioned yet. That's Brad is back. Oh, he Brad is the on eyes. All Stars too. <laughs> Crazy eyes, Brad. Crazy yeah, eyes, he's, Brad. Brad has a good I, shot of winning here, I feel like. Oh, for sure. Yeah, he yeah. was recently on the the challenge proper, right? I think, was it Vendetta's that he was on? Final kind of Reckoning was his last season. Was he on like two of them? He was, was on Final just Reckoning. That was his. That was the with just Kyle. The one. Okay. Anyway, yeah, yeah, he was on that. I believe he, he like won an elimination or two. He made it pretty far, didn't he? Didn't he get to like... Top five he, or so for the guys? He made it far on Vendettas. I think he made it to, yeah, the top five. And then on Final Reckoning, he only made... Oh. I think that might be one of his, like, earlier exits. I think it was yeah, like so, Okay, so he was on Vendettas. I think I was misunderstanding you. Yeah, that's what I was talking about, his run of Vendettas. Final Reckoning, haven't watched that season. Probably never going to, but regardless... Terrible season. Brad is back, and uh, he's just he's just a big name, you know. He's a guy who's always seemed like such a good competitor. He came so close to beating West for the duel, kind of possibly came down to some soccer goal kicks, which is yeah. just a tragic way to lose. And uh, then he finally got his win in the uh, 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 help me out here. Oh, um, cutthroat. That one. Yep, that yep. one with three teams. Yeah, so excited to see him back too. So, do you? How do you feel about Brad as a character? Do you like Brad? I, yeah, I, I do like Brad as a character. I think he's he's a good character to have. I don't know. He's not. I don't feel like super strong about him. What about you? Um, I I feel like yeah, his recent seasons maybe people didn't like him as much, but I remember like back in the day, like really rooting for Brad, like like to like finally win a season. Like he always seemed like such a yeah. good guy, and not in like a fake way. Like he, he was like because I I recently watched uh his original real world season, and he comes off the same way. Like he just comes off like just like a genuinely like good person. Yeah, I remember you were always a big Brad guy. Yeah. Uh, who who do you think he's gonna hook up with on this cast, or do you think none of the <laughs> women are young enough for him? Um, you know, I don't think any of the women are young enough. A lot of them are probably married too. I would assume. Um, most of these mm. women look married now that I'm looking through it's this tough list. Luck for Brad. Yeah, there's not a, a Brittany here on this season. Um, and then I think the last one that's like pretty notable is Melinda. So, yeah, um, not someone I'm super familiar with. So tell me about tell me about Melinda real quick before we move on to season three. 
Yes. Um, also, some people we didn't mention: Stephen Minky, Sophia Peskis. I don't think Eric's watching. The okay, Road this Rules. is just the whole, cl- so the whole cast. Not, at this we're point. not. This we're not gonna, no, we're not going to talk much cast. about them. We're not going to talk much about them. I just wanted to mention them because we didn't. I think. Um, I think you just literally mentioned the last people on this cast. So we just mentioned everyone. I guess is what happened. But okay. Well, we didn't. We uh, didn't mention Ayana, but now we did. Uh, but Melinda, she was dating Brad or or Danny. She was da- yeah. married to Danny. And she was that storyline was huge on their real world season. And I believe their real world season was like the most watch at the time. So like they her and uh, Danny were seen as like the ideal couple and they went on the challenge together. And I'm sure MTV wanted them to do really good together. That's probably why Danny got the first round pick on uh, that season. Who knows? Just kidding. Kind of. Uh, but anyway, Melinda <laughs> and Danny both, in my opinion, were very bad at the show uh, from an athletic standpoint. Oh, I don't think that's an opinion, actually. I think that's <laughs> well, simply what happened. I think Danny definitely. I think Melinda, it's more arguable, but mm. I, I, I recently, gotcha. maybe a couple months ago, did like a Reddit post because I was watching uh, I was watching Cutthroat. And I noticed the way Melinda jumped from a platform to platform, and it was like remarkably unathletic. And like I like wrote a Reddit post where I'm like, you know, Melinda is just as bad at Danny as like at the show. Like if you look at her track record, she never got past like halfway, even I don't think. Uh, and to me, that was just interesting that they both were like set up by MTV to be like this huge couple that would be on multiple seasons of the challenge, but they both just floundered. Yeah. Uh, definitely disappointing. Uh, imagine being Melinda and thinking like, Oh, you know what? The challenge, you know, I'm, I'm back on all stars. I'm going to go see what people are talking about these days. And she goes on Reddit, <laughs> finds the challenge subreddit and some guy it's like, hey, remember when Melinda did this athletic thing really badly, like 15 years ago? <laughs> Can you imagine like a, just being a reality TV show person? People just keep talking about you and they never stop. They never, ever stop. Wow. Uh, tell her to blame uh, the streaming services. Don't blame me. All right. I'm just watching the show and commentating on it. All right. It's athletic. There's no thing. escape. People commentate on old sports games. So, you know, it's just, uh, you know. And uh, let me just say, Melinda always seemed like a super nice, down to earth, like cool person through all her scenes of the show. And she never did anything that was like unbecoming. Yes. Good for Melinda. Yes. Love it. And, and okay. honestly, probably the most beautiful woman to ever be cast on any of these shows. All right, Joseph. All right, all right. Yeah, let's yeah. talk about. Let's talk about. Always had a huge um, crush on Melinda. Yeah, uh, you can tell. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about All Stars Three because performance. Um, so I do want to stop talking to you relatively soon. So let's get into yeah. All Stars Three because this, to me, is the the actual big news drop. Like All Stars season two cast is cool. I dig it. Season three is a completely different level, dude. This is like a new show. Yeah, it's, it's, I, and I don't know if, I don't like it. Uh, let me just say that. I don't like it. Um, I think that a lot of these people on this cast, 
could be on the the show proper and i don't want them to move away from too much of what it is or what it yeah at least what it started as so yeah you know what it's like it's like in tennis there are age divisions where you have to be over a certain age to play in it like over 50 over 55 this is as if johnny bananas put on a fake beard fake gray beard and is like hey i haven't played in two seasons i'm an all-star uh let me in i'm one of the the old gang uh, i can definitely fit in with this group uh what was the cash prize again uh, a lot a shitload of money okay cool yeah uh, uh this is my new show it's like what this doesn't seem fair this doesn't seem like the spirit of the original show does it not it definitely isn't and i'm at least glad they waited this long because honestly i'm surprised that they didn't cast them for season two because we know mtv's probably been dying to cast johnny on a new show uh but this just this to me uh ruins it i feel like he has such a good shot at winning too just looking at the cast dynamic and everything like that oh that's that's where we disagree though because oh really yeah okay let's let's just go through the cast because the one the thing that i like about this even though it feels like okay the lines are really getting blurred between all stars and challenge proper now i agree with you i don't love that like it, it just feels like what's what's the difference between this and another show like, there's a few more old school names like, like kayla's on this season like she was on like total like she could totally be on a regular season ooh, ooh joseph joseph you know what i think is happening right now I think well, I think it's actually us. I think we're actually just getting old and forgetting that these these players have actually been around for a long time. Because when you said that, I was like, you know what? Actually, Kayla's been around for for a decent amount of time now. I think it's us. But she was last on Total Madness. That was not even that was that aired last year. Okay, but then you're gonna have to take out Darrell because he was on an actual season. But Darrell right was All like Stars. on like the Inferno, like he was on like some old seasons of the show. I know, I know, I know. Look, I I agree. It doesn't feel with this cast. It doesn't feel like these are the old school players. It feels like there's there's too much of an overlap to make it feel like a different type of show. However, what I like about it is that at least they went all the way it like it doesn't feel like if they just threw bananas in with like the cast from last time it'd be like oh like come on uh you know he's, he's either gonna get thrown into elimination after elimination or like if you let him get to a final that doesn't even seem fair but we got some heavy hitters man i'm just gonna run through it we got brad we got Jarrell, we got derek bananas jordan skipping a few names we have wes and we have yes the most recent winner of, well, the only winner of, <laughs> of Challenge All-Stars. So that's like a pretty stacked cast on the guy's side, I would say. Yeah, and even Mark the Long. other guys you didn't list, yeah, like could win an elimination against some of these guys too. For like, sure. Like the, a the, the people I skipped are just like the old school players only, whereas the people <laughs> I named are people who I feel like have played more recently, except maybe, maybe not Derek, but... You know, like I feel like they've all been doing things in the challenge proper recently. So it's and not I, like, you know, that crazy. I look at Latarian getting cast three seasons in a row. Yeah, the face of the franchise. You know what's interesting, by the way? Mark Long not on season two. That actually is kind of a surprise to me. I like it. 
Yeah, I don't mind it at all, actually. I, I do like it as well, but I'm just, I, I'm surprised. I wonder if, was that his decision or the MTV's decision? I wonder. Yeah, I don't know. Hmm. Uh, it looks okay. like Ver- Veronica is coming back. I was just going to say, yeah, take me through the women's side. So, yeah, Veronica's back, and she's going to be back with her girl Tina, it looks like, on this season. Yep, 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 yep. And you know what? I was talking all that shit about Melinda, but she's back, so maybe she did something right. (laughs) Yeah, okay, this is getting into spoiler territory, kind of, but, like, you can kind of, you can infer some things if they were or were not cast on the third season after playing the second season and it right? doesn't necessarily mean that she went far like tech they brought back tech you know yeah so exactly yeah she she does it's something memorable to warrant a callback maybe she does like the uh the the thing we see on the challenge nowadays of like she gets a limit and she's like fuck you <laughs> can Amber you imagine melissa is not doing on that? this season but i swear to god <laughs> yeah yeah, um, maybe. Kendall maybe. also getting cast three seasons in a row. Yeah. It's weird. Like, there's not, Kendall on paper doesn't seem like the biggest storyline of the season. And yet, that's kind of like what she was just, just by nature of how the dynamics worked out. And obviously, she did enough on the second season to get brought back a third. So, yeah. curious how she does. Yeah. And uh, Gis- Giselle's nowhere to be seen. Yeah. Um, I think she which, got uh, I'm I'm okay with. Yeah, I'm yeah. okay with that. Yusella, sorry. Yusella, um, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, and then Jemmy's back. Uh, okay. Yep. Beth is also back, which I, I like. She's just, she's just an interesting character no matter what season she's on. So she's going to oh do some Oh, my God. And she's going to be on the same season as Tina. <laughs> oh, God. I, I didn't realize that, that either. Oh, oh shit. Oh my God! What can you just imagine? It's not gonna happen, but just imagine if they got in a fist fight again. Like how oh incredible God. would that be? These these girls don't even know like real like uh, reality TV fighting until they see these. It's and it's, and now that we're talking about experts at fighting on reality TV, Naya Moore is back. Which uh, I thought she was like banned from the show for sexually <laughs> assaulting too, Jordan, yeah. uh, but I guess yeah, MTV should be laughing. just gonna sweep that under the rug. Maybe take that episode off of Paramount Plus in the near future. Uh, but she's back. Just sweep uh, it under the rug. Naya is pretty much one of the most despicable people I've ever seen being cast on any of these shows. I'd say um, she like hit like one of her roommates with like a hairdryer and then was gonna get a guy to like beat up one of her roommates on her same season she just seemed like a vile person uh but it's been a long time maybe she's changed yes okay i am not familiar with her season but i like what you said at the end i would just i i've been feeling lately that it's you know people are held to like an impossibly high standard sometimes on these shoot on these shows uh for years and in years to come and i just know that i was just such a shitty person 10 years ago and i'm probably going to feel that way in 10 years again too so i would like to give people room to grow and not try to judge them completely for like certain incidents even if they are you know really troublesome looking things so I am 
okay with her getting cast again. Uh, that's just me, but uh, we'll, we'll see what she's like. And like, hey, you know, uh, could have turned a new leaf. And uh, either way, like to be honest, kind of kind of happy she's on the cast. I think that's an interesting one. And there might be like a redemption arc coming. That's just maybe a shot in the dark. But that's my two cents. What do we think that about no one asked for her other housemate Jordan on the cast? Is this going to be a rival season? <laughs> Like it's it's seems like there's a few people who could work as rivals. No, it's probably not. I don't think Brad there's good enough for Darrell, that. Brad and Derek and Wes, Jordan and Johnny, MJ Garrett mm. and Latarian. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> 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 um, no, uh, I don't yeah, know. I, yeah, I don't. I don't know if uh, yes, Duffy has any rivals with uh, anybody. That's on. that's actually impossible. It's, <laughs> yeah, no. it's physically I think, impossible. I think yes, Duffy being on this season immediately dispels that rumor. Actually, um, but, <laughs> You're right? Yeah, he's he's impossible to cast on a rivals season. <laughs> yeah, uh, I wouldn't say that one about time, very many people. One time, yes, did it make me breakfast in the morning? And he always makes me breakfast in the morning, and then he just did it. Yeah, in the that's morning. probably the worst thing he's ever done. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. It, there's definitely a few relationships that are interesting that we haven't seen on the screen together in a long time. So uh, pretty pumped, actually, about this season, despite the fact, like like you said, it's getting a little bit weird with who they're bringing on and how much they compete on the actual challenge show. Yeah, I just hope it's not like like this just isn't what it becomes. Like, I, I hope that we still get a lot of the classic people who we don't see all the time. And, you know, I just hope that this doesn't become the Wes and Johnny show. But I feel like that's probably inevitable. <laughs> just accept it. The sooner you accept it, the more you'll enjoy the season. Yeah. So. No, uh, I, don't, I don't think that's going to happen. I think there's way too many people we haven't seen in a long time to focus on. I actually don't think that it's going to be that like that. I feel like the show really became the Wes and Banana show when there weren't the most compelling like other characters on the that's season. A good and point. that's just not what this is about. Yeah, that's a good point that we got some good people who are going to steal some camera time from them as well. But yeah, I would I would like it if they just got uh, Johnny out early, though. That would be that would be great. I will say though, like I, I've been enjoying his absence from the show. This is not meant to be a dig at bananas. It's just when you're on so many times, it's it doesn't matter who you are. It gets a little tiring. So I think I don't know. Maybe I, I want to be more optimistic coming into this different show, different format. This is kind of an interesting thing. I'm I'm, I'm curious. I'm a little curious. I have to admit to see how he does on this season and what his role is like because it's it's going to be a different one than the one he always plays on the main season of the challenge. I just feel like there's a lot of people like Derek and Mark and just guys like that who are always going to work with him. That is the fear, yes. But there's also Jordan and Wes and you know some other guys who are old Brad, school who might Darrell. not do that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so we'll see. We'll see. We'll see, man. We'll, we'll see. see. But this was a super long episode of the Reality Friends podcast. Uh, had this new format to talk about along with these casting uh, decisions uh, that just came like gangbusters. Such gangbusters, man. Yeah. 
So we just had to talk about it. You know what we should do? We should should record a disclaimer at the beginning of the episode. In fact, we... You already you already listened to it. You already heard the disclaimer that we're about to record at the end of this saying, hey, guys, you know, this is a super long episode. Uh, you can dip out at about the halfway point because then we're going to talk all about Challenge All-Stars. That's the move, Joseph. That's what we got to do. Yep, we're going to do that. <laughs> it's like you're a time traveler by listening to this. Yeah. Okay, let's wrap this up. Yeah. This has been fun. It's been I real. I have so many things I have to do now. So many things. It's a Friday night. Obviously, I have so many plans. Yeah. So all many the things. plans. I got to go yeah. out to this place and meet yeah. these people there. And yeah, it's just you a know, thing. Oh, ooh, I think that's my friend calling me right now. Which one? I don't know. I have so many. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I got to run. Um, so thanks for listening. Bye. See ya.